Thank you for joining in with the Medic Church Podcast. We're excited to be continuing our power series. Today's sermon is called Of Forgiveness. We're going to learn how if we can forgive others for the wrong things that they've done to us, God will open up the door to bless us in mighty ways. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast starting right now. So today I want to continue our series called Power. And today's sermon is called Of Forgiveness. The power of forgiveness. So I want to ask you guys a question here. How many of you have a sibling? A brother or a sister? Anybody? Raise your hands real tall. Online campus, give me a high five or something, emoji kind or something. Hi, you know what I'm saying? Uh, brother and sister here. Is my picture in there? Did you get my picture in there? He ain't paying me no attention. Did you get my picture in there? Hey, check this picture out. So this is me and my brother back in the day. <laughs> This is old. Because the other picture I had, I couldn't put up because people might get upset. <laughs> had a gun in it. <laughs> so, but I, here in a minute, they're going to show you a picture of my brother. But some of you guys have siblings. Some of you have good siblings, right? Now, let me ask you this. So, I've seen the ones of you. So, uh, I got words on. Y'all can leave the power of forgiveness. Somebody won't see his muggly mug. <laughs> so, this is back in the day because y'all can tell I, I was very, very skinny back in the day. I'm maybe not so skinny, I was still big in that picture, but this was back in probably 2005-ish, and so that was back in, in the day, <laughs> and so so me and my brother, uh, kind of give you a short synopsis here why we don't have a lot of pictures together, as you'll understand here in just a moment, but he moved to Texas a couple years ago, and uh, bless his heart, he finally decided to come back, so now he's back, and so we've been able to take a couple pictures, but... Uh, they were guns involved and so, <laughs> and so, but anyway, anyway, but, but let me ask you this. So the ones in here have a siblings. Does the birth order matter? The birth order. So I got who in here's the, 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 the first child, the oldest? Who in here is the oldest? Uh, woo, yeah. All right. More respect, more, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm the oldest, you know it. I got the good stuff. Now, 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 who in here is the baby? woo me, I'm the baby. I'm the baby, uh-huh, I'm the baby, I'm the favorite. Yeah, that's right, that's right, uh-huh. So, so, who in here is in the middle? Ah, oh, nobody cares about y'all, y'all forgot. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking with you, I'm just kidding. But, but the, ba- the birth order matters to some people. Most of the time when you're the oldest, you're the most loved, you're the first one. And I remember my kids, I'm going to pick up my kids here. And so, and, and I remember every day we were taking pictures. Oh, Lily's so cute. We got pictures printed. We got pictures hanging up. We got her all the stuff. We were extra careful. First child had all the baby stuff, all the plug-ins in the wall, all the safety latches on the thing, the toilet seat. You know, you couldn't do nothing. All the door hanging. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, 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 anybody done that? See <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Babies. First one. And so we we were extra precautious. We cared. We loved her. <laughs> and then the second one come along. Ariel come along. Now we're like, nah. We don't need that. You want to stick a fork in receptacle? Have at it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we still put some. But but now there's not as many pictures taken. But hey, we still got her that favorite toy she wants. She's the baby. She don't know any better. Lily, stop being mean to your sister. She's the baby. She don't know any better. Trina, leave them alone. You don't know what she's talking about. But but see but see what happens is a lot of times I remember I tell my daddy all the time. I said, see, y'all love my brother more than you love me. 
They said, what you talking about? How, how are you going to say that? Because there's all these pictures of him. He got his class ring in high school. He got the nice sports jersey. You know what I'm talking about? The, or sports jacket. I mean, he got all that with the letter on it and the cool. Man, he had it going on. You know what I got? <laughs> Good job, son. <laughs> Good for you. You made it. But see, a lot of times... With our brothers and sisters, and it's good that you guys have brothers and sisters. Some of you are going to really relate to what I'm talking about today. But how many of you have been either, either you've done it yourself or they've done it to you, have tormented your sibling? Anybody ever tormented them? <laughs> Beat them up, drop kicked them, slapped them around, <laughs> put them in a box. So let me tell you what a friend of mine did. <laughs> so one time he told me about what he did to his sister. He put her in one of those dog cages you put inside. Because <laughs> she, she's scared of cut. She's claustrophobic. But if you watch this, I'm sorry. I have to use it. So great. But he tortured her. He's like, look, we're going to make you overcome your fear. So he locked her in a cage. And then he covered her up. It was horrible. I'm like, you're a horrible person. You're a horrible guy. But, you know, they're, they're cool. They're best buds down there. And they're awesome. But I remember there's times that I would torture my brother. I would always do some things to try to get him in trouble. Anybody ever do that? It's okay. Y'all can lie in church. I mean, <laughs> don't lie in church. God knows. But, but, but man, there's been times that I've harassed him. I've hazed him. But see, I can't, there's things I did to my brother that I couldn't do to other people. You know what I'm saying? They were stank. Did anybody ever do that? Like, ooh, I know I can do this to him, but I can't get away with my best bud. You know what I mean? I can't be alone. So I remember this time. That, that we would just, you know, like to have fun. I, I'm a goofball and I'd like to play tr- pranks and tricks on people. So I'd aggravate him. And sometimes I'd take it a little too far and then I'd get myself in trouble. So we ain't gonna talk about those things. But see, check this out. People wanted to follow Jesus. There was a tight knit group there. And there was 12 of them that Jesus went out and said, Hey man, I want you to follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And what's really cool about that is I believe and, and I believe Jesus was like most of us. I'm sure he liked to goof around and play with them and aggravate them and, and play little pranks on them. <laughs> hey, you just thought that <laughs> we're going to mess with you. And I just think about it in that approach that, that, that people that love Jesus, that, that Jesus is just like us. He likes to have fun. He shows that compassion. He does aggravate us time to time. You know, I know that for me, the firehouse, we're a tight-knit group of guys, and, and we like to cut up and goof off, and we like to play around. But just how we compare ourselves to our brothers and sisters, how many times in our schools do people compare us and treat us bad because we're different than they are? I know for me, me and my brother are two totally different animals. Other than this picture you guys just seen, if he walked in here, you probably wouldn't know we were brothers. He's tall, skinny. I'm short and dumpy. He's very, very smart when it comes to books, and I'm very smart when it comes to putting my hands on things. (laughs) He's very, very book smart. I'm very, very smart when it comes to hands-on things. But there's been times where I remember in school that, that people would treat us different because we... Proclaim to be followers of Jesus. Anybody ever had that happen? Anybody ever had that happen? They see that maybe in a job where you see that people don't like you or treat you or torment you or aggravate you or haze you because you are different than they are. 
Man, I remember the time where people, you know, once they found out that I was a, a, a Christian or as a youth pastor, they treated me different. And they started hazing me and doing bad things to me. And they made us want to, or they, they started to hate me because I believed something that there was a higher power than they did. They, I believed something totally different than they did. But you guys to look at this verse. It's in Matthew 6, 14 and 15. It says, for if you forgive another person when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Now, check this out. If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. It's cool, right? How many in here ever have forgiven somebody for something bad they've done? Anybody? I know me. I know I have. Let's see what verse 15 says. But if you do not Forgive other sins. Your heavenly father will not forgive your sins. Ooh. Want you guys to underline this or highlight it or write this down if you're taking notes. If you do not forgive others of their sins, then your heavenly father will not forgive you of yours. So Pastor Michael, you mean to tell me that I got to forgive them for something they did to me? They did me bad. Trina, 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 Trina. You don't know what she did to me, y'all. Y'all, y'all, Trina's invisible, by the way. <laughs> but Trina here, she done me dirty. She just right out done me wrong. You, how, do, how do I forgive her for these things? How do I come about it and say, hey, I forgive you? Because a lot of times what we're doing is we're storing up hatred in our heart and unforgiveness in our heart. And then we can't, and we, and we can't get past things because we choose not to forgive them is because we truly haven't given it to God and we truly haven't got forgiveness from God from it. So we still have this sin that's built up in us and we've got this hatred built up in us to not forgiving, for not, for not forgiving someone. Getting tongue twisted today. There's bad things that people have done to, I'm sure all of us, I'm sure all of us have been treated bad in some way, form, shape, or another. Anybody ever been there and dirty? Not just by their sibling? <laughs> I know for me, and I tell you guys this all the time, is people have done me wrong. Why do I share this with you? It's because, and why I constantly tell you, because I deal with the same battles and the strange struggles, all of you guys. I have the same issues and I have some of the same problems as you guys face. And so I've had people that have done me right out wrong. I mean, it's pretty bad stuff. I just don't know what they did. But I've had to find it in my heart to forgive them. I've had to say, God, you know what they've done. I've taken it to you. I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to say, hey, I'm sorry. God, forgive me for the hatred that I've said towards them. How many of you have ever done this? <laughs> Be riding down the road. God, you know what Trina did to me. I wish she would die. Anybody ever prayed them prayers? I don't think God hurt you. God, I wish wish they'd get a flat tire. They'd run off the road. God, don't maybe don't kill them, but God let something bad happen to them. Sometimes we got to change our perspective. We got to change what we're really angry at. And we're going to see here in just a few moments what happens and how we can get rid of some anger and forgiveness in our life. See, so how do you forgive someone or somebody that seems to be unforgivable? How do you do that? 
how do you forgive these people? We have to love like Jesus. We have to love them. See, we have to forgive the people who have done us wrong. And it might be some bad things. It might be some rough stuff. But I want to show you guys an amazing display of forgiveness right there at the cross. See, last week we celebrated Easter. And man, it was a great day. I hope you guys enjoyed Easter and I got, hope you guys had a wonderful Easter. But, but I want to show you guys something that happened at the crucifixion. I want you guys to see this in Luke 23, 32 and 33. Luke 23, 32 and 33. It says, two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. See, when they got to the place called the Skulls, they crucified him there along with the criminals. One on his right, the other one on his left. Now, anybody's ever seen pictures of the cross? And there's usually three of them there, right? So this is what they're talking about. You know, when you see that, that's why that's displayed like that. Because this is a reminder that, that Jesus wasn't there by himself. Jesus was there with two other what? It said criminals. Imagine with me now. You sit here and you have two criminals beside you. You both about to get checked out. <laughs> Y'all about to get executed. You ain't done nothing wrong in your entire life but try to help people. And the two guys or the two people beside you, all of a sudden, they're criminals. They bad peeps. <laughs> Who wants to take the fall here? But see, what happened was here in Luke 23, Jesus was completely innocent. Completely innocent. He was hanging there with those two criminals. Jesus was naked. He was there in naked shame. He had been beaten. He had put the crown of thorns on him. And he had a sign at the top of his head. It says, um, Hail, King of the Jews. And, the guard, and it says the guards were down there making the mockery of what was taking place. They were mocking him. And they said that they were sitting there and they were gambling for his garments, his clothing that he had. And what was ironic here is the criminal up here started saying, save yourself. Save yourself. Because we learned last week that Jesus in any moment could have said, God, come get me. Angels, come get me. Take me out of this predicament I'm in. Save me from myself. Save me. I need out. He could have at any moment said those words. And 10,000 angels would have been there to take him home. But he followed through and he pushed through for me and you. But, but I like, <laughs> I love what it says here. So, so with the criminals sitting there and they're saying, hey, save yourself. And you got the guards down there, they're doing their things. But let's, let's look at this in Luke 23 and 34. I love this. It says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Now. That's pretty deep right there. They don't know what they're doing. How many times somebody may have done you wrong and they didn't realize that they were truly doing you wrong? So if we step back and we look at the big picture, maybe, and I told you guys a couple sermon series ago and I used this and we, we invited some people to a birthday party. Had an online um, birthday invitation. You know, Facebook makes things easier, makes it great. But somebody got upset with us for an innocent and, and a simple mistake there. Something that was so, you know, was not on purpose because they didn't get invited to the party. And they got upset and they deleted us off face. It was a whole mess. And they took it personal. And, and it was something that was innocently done. 
We didn't, we didn't mean to do it. It just happened that way. A lot of times I'm, I'm very blunt with people. I'm very blunt. I mean, a lot of times in my interviews, they say, Hey, what is your biggest weakness? I said, I can be blunt. <laughs> and it's not that I, I come across it. I just, I just tell you like it is. I mean, and sometimes it, it can be cruel. It can be mean. I'll give you an example. One time we, we were at this church and, and they didn't have cool fancy TVs up like we do. And, and they'd put some cardboard things up and, and they said, what do you think? And I, my first thought was, well, that looks like crap. And I didn't mean it the way it come out. I was just like, well, that's not what I would envision. I would prefer you to have a TV or something like that. And, and so, but, but they took it the wrong way. And sometimes people do that in our lives. They will say things or do things, you know, and not think about what they're saying in that moment. And it may have come across as something that isn't the way it means to be portrayed. They didn't know exactly what they were doing. Maybe they cut you off in traffic. <laughs> That, oh, <laughs> y'all know that's my touchy subjects, traffic. Cut me off in traffic. But there's been times that I, you know, accidentally cut somebody off in traffic and I didn't mean to. And a lot of times I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, I mean, it happens. Sometimes things happen that we don't realize what we're doing. See, Jesus asked forgiveness with what seemed to be, didn't seem to be unforgivable. They were criminals. I mean, they'd done bad things. These two criminals that were up there with Jesus had done bad things. Why did they deserve forgiveness? Why do people that's done you wrong deserve forgiveness? Most of us in here, most of us, maybe not all of us, but most of us have been in some form or shape, been abused by someone. Maybe not physically, it could be mentally. Some of us may be in, have taken, been taken advantage of, betrayed. This is my favorite. Gossiped about. Lied about. Some of you may have been cheated on. Your spouses may have betrayed you. These could be Christian people and it can be unchristian people. You know, I have learned through my course of ministry that, that church going people are the worst people to do you wrong. And, and I mean, and some people, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm this Jesus going person. They'll treat you worse than anybody. Here at Medic Church, we won't give you guys the tools necessary. Not treat people like that. Not to do people wrong. I want us to wrap our arms around people and love on them. See, see, what happens is some of us are holding on a grudge to people that don't even be living. Woo. You don't have to raise your hands, but think about that. Some people are still holding on to grudges and people done dead and gone. What sense does that make? They dead. They sure ain't going to be thinking about you. They sure ain't going to be worried about it. Some of you are worried to death and they're upset about something that somebody else has done to you and they're in their bed sleeping at night. They're over in their cozy bed and you think they're up worrying about it? Y'all are up worrying about things that you shouldn't be worried about and they're over there just as happy as they can get. They're eating their cheesecake from the cheesecake factory. See, this is why at Medic Church, we're a church where broken people can come together and get rest- restoration and restored in their life. That's right. These people right here, this is what we're after. The people that have been abused. People that have been physically and mentally abused. That's been taken advantage of. That's been betrayed. That's been gossiped on and lied about. That's why we want you here. The people that's been cheated on. Your spouses have betrayed you. Whether they're Christian people or unchristian people, we want you here because God can restore the brokenness in our lives. We have purposely strived out. 
to do things and, and set up our, our logo to where people are broken. We did that uh, for a reason because we know. I've been in church and ministry for a long time and God, when God put this on my heart, I had no idea what it would lead to, but I'm going to tell you right now, I know exactly what we're striving after. I know exactly, when we come out of last year, I know exactly what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to be doing, and this is exactly it. That we're going to reach people and we're going to bring them in. Not that we have special powers, but we are the person that can restore the brokenness in our lives. Medic Church, that's why our band is so important. Because we know that the pl- this is a place of healing. This is a place where God can touch your life. I tell you guys all the time, the band aid in my house is to correct all. It corrects everything. <laughs> you got a boo-boo, put it on there. Got a bruise, got a band-aid. Got hungry, put a band on, it goes away. Band-aid is everything in our house. And this place, this church is going to be a place of restoration and healing. Some people may be bitter at God. God, you did this. You allowed these things to happen in my life. Why? You allowed these, I had to go through these things in my ministry and I had to go through these things in the path of my walk. You know, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. Church people have done me wrong, so I'm never going to step foot back into a church. Were you there for the church people or were you there for God? Now, I'm going to tell you, the church makes a difference. The people in the church makes a difference. That's why I'm striving so hard, so hard to make sure our team is built up and that I can give you guys the tools necessary to make sure everyone, when they walk in the store, is loved. Now, I can't control people's actions, and I can't control, but my team will tell you, and the people that's joining our church will tell you, we are big on loving people. We are big on that. And so I don't want people in our church... To, get, to make it to where people don't want to come back. We want to be a place where everyone belongs, regardless of what background you come from, regardless of what denomination you come from, no matter what uh, ethnicity you are, we want you here so God can touch your life. Don't let people, people stop you from experiencing the love of God. Maybe you're mad at yourself. Hey, I've done these things in my life. I've done bad things. How can I go to church? Pastor told me one time that I've done all these bad things. I'm not worthy enough to go to this church. I'm going to tell you that all people have fallen short of the glory of God. It tells us in the scripture that we all have fallen short. So when you feel like that I'm not good enough, the person beside you isn't good enough either, but God can restore the brokenness in your life. You did something and you know that you can't forgive yourself over. I've done things in my life. I, 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 I can tell you, don't tell people the scales that's in your closet. Give it to God. And when somebody wants to bring it up, like, hey, that's the guy. I gave it to God. God's got that. And it ain't none of your business. Give it to God. But I want to tell you that there's a loving God who loves each and every one of you. A God that loves each one of that sent his son Jesus to die on the cross between two uh, criminals there. God loves you. So how do you forgive like Jesus? Pray for those who have hurt you. Pray for those who have hurt you. The people that have hurt me the most, I've had to take it to the cross. And I've had to pray to God and I had to say their names. And I've had, I mean, I'll just be real with you. I've just spent times I've yelled out to God. I said, God, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to take these problems out of my life. You're going to have to take this individual and you're going to have to move us. And I've taken it to the cross. And I gave it to Jesus. And I said, hey man, you got to do this. 
And he gave me the strength and he lifted me up and he provided a way for us to get out. Because it tells us in the Bible that he won't give us more than we can endure, right? And every time he gives us a way out. Sounds like a sermon series I've done before. <laughs> Luke 20, uh, excuse me, Luke 6 and 28. It says, bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. Biblical. I ain't just telling you just to be telling you. It's what the Bible tells us to do. Pray for those who mistreated you. It can be hard. It can be difficult. Online campus, it can be hard. It can be difficult for you to pray for those people. I'm going to tell you, if you want peace in your life, start praying for those people that have hurt you and done you wrong. I had a preacher say one time, you can't go hating others who've done you wrong. You can't go hating others who've done wrong to you. Can't go hating these people. Can't be hating on them. You take it to God and say, God, I give it, I give it to you. Sometimes we get angry at people that mistreat us. It's easy to get angry, right? It's easy to do. Especially cut me off traffic. I try to keep all fingers down. <laughs> and when I do it, <laughs> sorry. But it's easy to get mad and upset at people. It's easy to do it. But what we learned a few weeks ago, we got to flip the tables, but not on the people. Flip the situations that's going on. Flip the tables, but don't flip on the people. Pray for them. You can't condemn what they've done. You can't be upset and hold these things in because, like I said, they're over there sleeping at night and you're up worrying. Don't be afraid to pray. See, when you pray, and you pray, and you pray and you really, don't just thank God, you know, you gotta be sincere. You gotta be, you gotta have that wholeness. And here in two weeks, we're gonna talk about the power of prayer. So you guys stay tuned to this uh, as we continue the sermon series. But I, I'm gonna tell you, when you start praying, it's like putting the brakes going downhill. Anybody ever put brakes on going downhill? Sometimes it could get rough. You know, the truck drivers will tell you that, that, I mean, you ever seen the big runoff ramps that the brakes start heating up? But what happens is, is, is as you begin to pray, it's going to start putting the brakes on to those situations and that anger that's built up and that relief is going to start coming to your life. It's going to start coming to you. Matthew 5, 43 and 44. It says, you have heard this. It says, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Deep, ain't it? A lot of times we've heard that. Oh, man, you need to love your neighbor as yourself. You got to hate your enemy. No, it's not quite what it says here. And that's why I always tell people, you got to read the verse before and after. It says, because the, the, the Bible tells us that Jesus is telling us right here, love your enemies and pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray, 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 pray. And again, I'll tell you, we're going to talk about the power of prayer in a couple of weeks. You've got to pray for them. Pastor Michael, i got to pray. I'm going to pray. I'll pray for them. I'm going to pray for them. I got this. I'm going to pray for revenge. We talked about that a while ago. So back in the day, it says, in the Jewish law, it says, for eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, blood for blood. Did somebody do you wrong? Did somebody do you wrong? They deserve to get the beat down. They betrayed you. They ought to be taken out back. We'll whoop up on them. 
Probably deserve it, right? Probably do. But our approach should be to pray. Pray for them. Pray for your friends that have lied about you. That boss who may have mistreated you. A parent who may have left. A friend who let you down. I've been let down by so many people. And I'm going to tell you, don't put your full trust in me because there may become a time where I'll let you down. I won't ever do it intentionally, but there may be a time where I'll let you down. Again, y'all hear me, I won't do it intentionally. The only person you put your full trust into is God because he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's always going to be there when he, you need him, and he's always going to be there on the right time that he, that, that he needs to, to provide for you. He's going to be there. may not be in our time, but he's going to be there. I've never experienced a parent that has left, and I don't know what that's like, and I, can't, I ain't going to sit here and pretend like I do. The only thing I know what it's like is when my parents left, when they moved out of town, and I wanted to throat punch them, but that's neither here nor there. But pray for those. But I know what it's like for a boss to mistreat me. Where it got deep, and, and, and I had to take it to God, and I said, God, you know what's happening here at work, and you know, because if I quit my job, I'm not going to be able to provide for my family, and if I keep doing this, my family's going to break apart with God, you got to be in the midst of it. And as I continued to pray for those who mistreated me, God provided and prevailed and provided a way out. Keep praying. So why did Jesus teach us this? Because our attitudes come before the right actions. A lot of times we get upset, we get mad, we get angry, and our attitude is what comes first, right? <laughs> oh, shoot. How many, oh, okay, I'll tell you what, we'll go this way. <laughs> How many of you, your, your spouse, your significant other, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, that you've been in that heated moment and you said things before you really meant it? I know I'm not alone. How many of you has, has been in that moment? You're, you're, you're mad at one another. Anger's built up. And before you, before you, you know, got the right action out, you done said something or did something now, you regret. See, that's because our attitudes become for the right actions. So if we get in the right mindset that if we begin to pray, I remember one time <laughs> my dad was mad at my mom and they were going back and forth and he said, peace be sealed in the name of Jesus. And it calmed just like that. The power of prayer. He's like, my dad was like, I'm not going to deal with it. And he started speaking scripture. And he started speaking the words of God and everything changed. Tried. <laughs> What's your spouse going to do then? <laughs> Jesus! You got your... <laughs> Tried. Pray for others. Or my prayers for others may or may not change them. When I pray for somebody, it may not change them. It may not change their attitude towards me. It may not change them at all. But it will always change me. Whenever I was dealing with these things and this hurt and this buildup of, of pain and suffering that people had mistreated me and done me wrong, it may, and I prayed for them and I gave it to God, I don't know if their life has been changed because I've unfollowed them on Facebook. I don't care what they're doing. And I pray that God will change them. But if he don't, or if they don't choose not to change my life's been changed. I've been changed for the good. I'm happier. I'm sleeping at night. I'm not up worrying. I'm not panicking. Man, I feel great. Why am I telling you? It's because I've been there and I've struggled with some of these things with unforgiveness. And this is how we have dealt with it. Taking notes. Forgive as you've been forgiven. Forgive as you've been forgiven. See, we've all been forgiven. The Bible tells us um, 
and says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad that Jesus forgave me. And I'm going to close with this. I'm glad that Jesus forgave me like he did those two criminals there and the guards. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive them, God. They don't know what they're doing. They may have, have you know, predetermined, done something in their life. Or may, maybe they don't know exactly what they're doing. God, I pray for them. Forgive them. Some of us see today to start getting rid of grudges in our life. What good is it doing to hold on to that grudge? What good is it to do holding on to a grudge when somebody's already passed away? They're gone. What, what, what good does it do it for us up worrying about it? What does it do to, for us to have this pain, this suffering, and this worry in our life? So, so I want you guys to look at this one last thing. It says, unforgiveness is like drinking a poison and hoping the other person dies. Y'all hear that? It says, unforgiveness is like you drinking a poison and hoping that the other person dies. Hey, I know you've done me wrong, so I'm going to drink this poison and you're going to die from it. That's not how that works. You got to take it to God and you got to let it go. You got to take the hurt to him. And it may be a painful process and it may come with time, but take it to God. Take it to him. Forgive somebody won't change the past, but it can change your future. It may not change the past. It won't never change what they've done to you, but it can change your future in the course that you're on. So today I want to encourage you to pray and forgive those that may have mistreated you or done you wrong. If you guys don't mind, if you'll stand with me this morning. See, there's times that it's going to get hard. There's times it may get difficult. There's times that you may sit back and say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to forgive them. I just want them to die off. They'd be better off dead. I've been told that before. Hey, man, you'd be better off dead. You're not going to do anything in ministry. You're not going to be able to do, reach anybody. You're not going to be able to talk to nobody. You can't even read great. You can't even do things. You can't play piano. You can't sing. You ain't going to do nothing in ministry. People have done me wrong. People have mistreated me. People have told us we wouldn't do anything with this church, that it would fail from day one. Before we started, we've been told that we would fail, that we wouldn't see people make a decision for Christ. But I want to tell you that when we started praying and say, God, we're not going to worry about that negativity and we're not going to worry about those people and we're going to pray for those people and God, we want you to change their perspective. We want you to change their life. We made a big shift and we prevailed. You guys are here. We've seen multiple people make a decision for Christ. Last weekend, we've seen three people make a decision for Christ. And that's all because we decided that we're going to let that bitterness take root, that anger take root up in our lives. So I want to encourage you today. If there's somebody that, that you need to forgive, pray today. And we're going to go to a time of prayer. Just Whoever it may be, just lift them up. Just say, God, I want to pray for such and such. God, help me to forgive them of what they've done to me. Whatever it may be. And just pray for them today. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. God, I want to thank you for, for allowing your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me and everybody else, God. God, for, for forgiving us and giving us that second opportunity. 
to live again and not to have the sin in our life, God. God, thank you for allowing him not to give up on us. And God, right now, if there's somebody that, that's in our lives that we need to forgive, we want to uplift that person right now. God, help us to forgive them. God, they may have done me wrong. They may have done us wrong. But God, I forgive them. God, I pray for them. I hope that you would pray for them to change their ways. Change that they won't hurt anybody else. So that nobody else has to have the pain like I've had. And God, help me to forget about the things that they have done. In your name I pray. Amen. If you don't know who Jesus is today as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you guys to encourage you to pray this simple prayer. It's dear Jesus, thank you for coming to the cross and dying for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. And God, help me to forgive those who have done me wrong just like you forgave me for the wrong things I've done. God, help me on this new path and this new journey. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining the Medic Church podcast. We want to remind you that if you need special prayer today, you can go to www.medicchurch.com, scroll down on the homepage, submit a prayer request form. Our team is standing by ready to believe and pray that God will meet each and every need that is submitted. And if you made a decision for Christ, we would love to hear about it. Please share that information with us on our website or on our Facebook page. Just search for Medic Church and we're right there on social media. We hope you guys have an awesome week and we'll see you very soon.